Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? The breaks on Brady. Tom Brady excused from Buccaneers camp. Questions, concerns. People say they're really worried. Now there are rumors that he may be filming the masked singer for Fox, and that's why he's away. Uh, Look, even if it's a big-time situation, family-related, as long as it's not personal health-related with Brady, he's going to be fine. The Bucs are fine. Throwing the brakes on this whole Brady talk, so we're going to look at that. Also, Dave Aranda, head football coach at Baylor, came out and said the Big 12, looking at expansion. This on the heels of a real sports interview with the Big Ten commissioner saying the Big Ten's goal is 20. They're at 16 at 20. What's that wave look like? So we'll look at that as well. And also, the Deshaun Watson wormhole, as we start to head down this thing, suspended for 11 games, people using this as a comparison to marijuana-related offenses, how 11 games wasn't enough, why the suspension of 11 games for Deshaun Watson it works. It works. Appropriate, inappropriate, doesn't matter. It works. So look at that as well. Again, Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe, at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram. Three ways. You can check us out on the auditory route, Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Of course, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and HarpOnSports.com. Start off with the breaks on Brady. When you've been doing something for 23 years, I'm trying to think in my lifetime of any athlete that's played a sport longer than Tom Brady's played his. Football, the fact that it's football is on its own pedestal, right? The fact that it's football separates it so much. Just trying to think of guys that do this this long. Now, look, you have... Some in boxing that boxed into their 40s. George Foreman boxed into his 40s. Pete Rose played baseball until he was in his mid-40s. So did Nolan Ryan. Julio Franco into his mid-to-late 40s. Jesse Roscoe into his mid-to-late 40s. So, look, it happens. But in football, at that position, at the quarterback position, it's remarkable. So, the age of 20 or 23 years into the league where he is older than some of his teammates, I'm not worried about it. I'm just not. Well, they're, they're, this could be health concerns, health reasons. Oh, I, oh, oh, if it's personal health reasons, yes, then it's a concern. If he's having medical ailments or has a wrist injury or, you know, if he's dealing with something that's medically related, I get that, you bet. But we've been told that it's not health-related personally. Now, there's rumors that he may be filming The Masked Singer. That's what he's up to, part of his... $370 million deal he got with Fox or for, for TV post football. Okay. To me, it doesn't matter what he's doing. He's kind of earned that. He's earned that. What, what, what beats the alternative of him not being around? Do you really need Tom Brady around for training camp? His 23rd training camp. You, you need Tom Brady around for 23 training camps. Now everybody says the preseason is meaningless. Who preseason? Who cares? Who cares? Now we're going to make out a, bi- a big deal about Tom Brady not being around for the preseason. He needs to be there. Oh gosh, we're concerned. He loves football so much. Not the preseason. 
Love, love the preseason. Oh, he loves the preseason. He needs the preseason. Not really. What's Tom Brady going to learn or accomplish and do in the preseason? Seriously, what's he going to do here? What's he going to get done in the preseason? Well, his teammates can get on the same page. Dude won a Super Bowl two years ago when they were at what at one point? Were they five and five at one point and they won the Super Bowl? Last year they were better and didn't win it. Look, as long as the look, look where the, where the Bucks are, the Bucks are the favorite in that division. As long as Tom Brady plays 80% of the games, the Bucs are going to win that division. And like the Saints aren't going to compete with them. They're just not. The Falcons aren't going to compete with them. The Panthers may a little bit. But when it's all said and done to me, I'm on the Brady bus again. And this is just, it's not a cause for concern. It's like being down one to nothing in the second inning. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. This happens with baseball starting pitchers, too, while they'll start the season, like, three and three. Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? Happened in the NBA the year the Heat went to the NBA Finals, right? Now they lost to the Mavericks, but they started off, like, around 500. They're, like, 10 and 10. Oh, my gosh, what's wrong with this team? Not worried about it. So you can panic about Tom Brady. I won't. And, uh, again, <laughs> the fact that he may be filming The Masked Singer would make this awesome. It's great. It's preseason. Certain guys need it. I get it. Justin Fields in Chicago needs it. This is where people say, oh, it's shame, shame rules for everybody. You should be here. Certain guys, it doesn't matter. Certain guys, it does. There's certain dudes that it matters. Like this, now that there's a 17-game season, and look, there was a time when you didn't have all the OTAs and all the off-season activities that this stuff kind of the preseason was there to get guys back in shape and learn the playbook. They have the playbook all year now. It's just different. So Brady breaks. As long as he, as long as he's back on the Monday before the first game, we're fine. We're fine. Look, if he was the, in his first year with the Buccaneers, I get, uh, okay. I get the concern a little bit, but he's in year three and he's 45. He's fine. He's fine. So, switching gears from the Bucks to the Big 12 and the Big 10. Real Sports, Bryant Gumbel had a piece, the Big 10, talking about how the ultimate goal is 20 teams in that conference. It's almost its own league. That's how these con- that's how the Big 10 looks at it. The Big 10 doesn't look at it like, oh, I'm a part of college football. Oh my gosh, I'm changing the balance of college football. The Big 10 looks at it like, we're our own league. We're like the NBA. We're our own league. Major League Baseball only has 30 teams. Big 10, 20? Once you look at it from that perspective, it makes things a little bit different, doesn't it? It should. Now, a long time ago, abandoned the concept of student-athlete, athlete-student. You can forget all that stuff. It's nonsense. Students live in their own dorm, or the athletes, football players, now on campuses live in their own dorms, away from the rest of the student body. They hardly interact. They have their own tutors. A couple schools do. But the majority, the big power ones, the Alabamas, the Floridas, they don't, they don't hang out. They're separated. That's the way it is. Right or wrong, that's the way it is. So I look at the Big Ten now and this plan for 20 and Dave Aranda of the Big 12 comes out and says the Big 12 is currently considering expansion. You know, people start to guess and try to figure things out. Okay, where, where could they go next? Where could they go next? <laughs> You know, the Big Ten, to me, the Big 12, you better get on this because the Big Ten, if the goal's 20 and the Big Ten has proven that their goal are media markets, New York with Rutgers, 
L.A. with USC and UCLA, Chicago with Northwestern. What's a top six media market? What's next? San Francisco. What's San Francisco? Stanford? Cal? Look, in TV market-wise, right? San Francisco's what, four? They're, they're going after media markets. Six? They're going after media markets. Atlanta's a top 10 media market. The Big Ten has always wanted to get their hands on Atlanta. So if you're the Big 12, you better start thinking about going. If you want to, if the goal of this is to bring in resources and the Big Ten, everybody that thinks this is about football is crazy. This is about football teams in big cities, colleges in big cities with big brands. Look, Stanford and Cal, they're not USC and UCLA, but I got news for you. I guarantee you the Big Ten sniffing around Stanford academically. It's strong. It's in a top six media market. More money. Top six media market, more money. Now, look, I think it would be hilarious if the Big Ten went and got TCU. That's Dallas-Fort Worth. That gives them another top six media market. That's the type of stuff that they're doing. So what would, if you were TCU, would you leave the Big 12 for the Big Ten? I don't know. Now, Houston just joined the Big 12. Whereas in the process of joining the Big 12, Big 10 would love to get their hands on that market. That's going to be the third biggest media market in the next five years. It's going to pass Chicago. So, uh, you know, you take a step back and you start looking at these things and the Big 10 and their power play. To me, the Big 10, what I think media market-wise, what they're going to do, they're going to make a run at Georgia Tech. They're going to make a run at Stanford. After that, Miami. The Big Ten is approaching this like they're the NFL, like they're the NBA, like they're Major League Baseball, all these markets. To me, when I think it's all said and done, you're going to see the Big Ten try to get Miami. They're going to try. They're going to try to get Stanford. That grabs them San Francisco. They're going to try like crazy to get Georgia Tech. That gives them Atlanta. And all of a sudden, the Big Ten is in, what, eight of the top ten media markets? (sighs) That's how you build. That's how. That's how they. That's how they're making one point two billion dollars a year in their TV contracts. They're from the Big Ten Network. But market share. That's why I always hear things like, "Well, Clemson would be a good fit for the SEC." No, they wouldn't. Not not financially. They're not. Big markets, recruiting, all of those things. The Big Ten, Stanford, Georgia Tech, Miami, and then I was trying to think where would a fourth one be. What's another big market? The market that's in the top 10 that that really doesn't have a fit, really, is what? It's Philadelphia. Temple doesn't really do anything. And then I think, take a step back, oh, wait a second. That 16th, that 20th team's Notre Dame. The Big Ten envisions at 20. And those teams are Stanford, Miami, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame. That's where they get to 20. Big 12, by the way, I had the Big 12... Big 12 is talking about expanding. The big, bold move is Washington, Stanford, Oregon, Arizona State. That gives you Phoenix. That gives you Portland. That gives you San Francisco. And that gives you Seattle. Now the Pac-12, or, or the Big 12, has now added some decent media market sizes. Ones that they're not a part of right now. Now I've got like the secondary, if they're not going big and bold, and somehow if the Pac-12 says get out of here and you can't raid the Pac-12, then the four that the Big 12 should go after are in no particular order. But I'm actually I'm going to give them in a particular order. UNLV should be at the top of the list. UNLV is going to be a top 20 media market here in the next five years. UNLV, UNLV, sorry, Las Vegas is going to be a top uh, 20 media market here in the next 10 years. Think about where the city, what the city of Vegas has done in the last decade. Professional hockey. Professional football, 
it's just a matter of time before they get there. They're going to get their hands on the Oakland A's. They're going to get professional baseball there. Grow, grow, grow. Vegas. Big 12, I'd target UNLV. Outside of that, UNLV, Memphis, Boise State. Then after that, then you're just maybe USF. You can add the Tampa market at that point. You got UCF, which kind of already got Orlando. I don't. You could go sniffing around if you want to at Florida International, but you don't want that. Get you Miami, but you nah, nah. It's the Big Twelve. You can go up west, north of West Virginia. You can get up there if you want and grab Temple to get you Philly. But now, so that's the play on that point. But Dave Aranda, the expansion. There you go. And you know the SEC sitting around right now. Going, wait a second here. We're, we're are we going to sit at sixteen now? We got Texas and Oklahoma. What are we going to do? And to me, the SEC draws. If the SEC wants to kick around, they're going to have they're going to have multiple conferences chasing Miami. You just are. Super Bowl, college football playoff. Miami's one of those mecca. It's a destination. The ACC's got their work cut out for them too. It's going to be. It's constantly changing. So I got. I, I, anytime you talk about expansion, the conference changing, the fact that the Big Ten sitting there talking about going to 20. So to me, the, the schools that are going to be in the tug of war, Stanford's going to be in the tug of war because it's San Francisco. Cal, you can throw Cal in there as well. They're going to be in that tug of war because it's a top six media market. Miami's top 10 media market. They're going to be a tug of war. Atlanta with Georgia Tech. Those are the, It's about media market sizes. The only football program that doesn't fit into a media market size like that is Notre Dame. They're like the Packers. They're they're kind of their own thing. So they go on that front. One to wrap with Deshaun Watson. The Deshaun Watson thing. Like he gets eleven games, and the last few days we've gone down a wormhole with this. People start to compare Calvin Johnson, or Calvin Johnson. Sorry. Yeah. How about that? No, Deshaun Watson to Calvin Ridley because Calvin Ridley got nailed for gambling. Like, Calvin Radley bet on his team to win. Deshaun Watson sexually, you know, assaulted women. And, and Watson only got 11 games. Ridley's suspended indefinitely. Yeah, look, you know, you could start, you start to compare crimes or, or things that take place, because it's not really a crime, right? Incidents, they're not all created alike, are they? No. The penalty for marijuana and Colorado is a lot different than it is in other states. There's just different penalties for different things. Having a handgun in New York, right? Plasco Burris went to prison for that. In Texas, doesn't mean anything. So it matters where you are. Different states have different rules, right? Different places have different concepts. So for, for different offenses. So when I was looking at the Deshaun Watson thing, I was sitting there thinking, wait a second. He got 11 games, $5 million fine. The people are like, it's not enough. Well, what should have happened? Remember, he lost 16 or 17 games last year. He didn't play the whole year. So technically, he 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 got he got 28 game suspension when it's all said and done. Deshaun Watson missed 28 NFL football games. It's two years almost of a career. And he got fined five million dollars. Now, is this a pretty happy ending? No, it's not. And the victims of the abuse are furious. I get it. There are some people that think about it. What 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 they want is a punishment for somebody that committed a crime. I had somebody break into my house in Savannah. Caught him, got arrested. I want him to go to jail for 60 years. 
How dare you break into my house? But the justice system thought differently. He went away for a couple, but my version of justice was a lot more harsh than there because we all have our own thing, right? So with Deshaun Watson, I look at this and they start to compare him to other guys like, look, so-and-so got suspended for 70 games for marijuana infractions over the years. Well, th those were the rules at the time. Those are the rules. Guys that tested positive for steroids in baseball didn't get any suspensions in the early 2000s when they started testing. Now, ask Fernando Tatis Jr. what happens. You lose half a year. 20 million bucks. Things have changed, right? You start to go back in the past and start to implement things. Oh, boy. <sighs> so, uh, look, and, you know, you can point to other guys like, well, this guy did. in, in the Calvin Ridley thing is ridiculous. He's been on his team to win. It's the same thing as Pete Rose. If I'm a bookie and I'm a gambler, Calvin really bet on his team to win. Great. He bet on his team to win. Great. He doesn't bet on his team. Uh-oh, I know you're up to something. A non-bet is a bet to lose. So I have no sympathy for that at all. And other guys like, PDs, you only get six games. You can abuse women, you get 11. Yeah, the penalty's not as hard for PDs. Hard just for PDs. Should it be worse? So yeah, the, the suspensions are different. And in this case... You know, he settled the suits, not all of them, but most of them. This is a two-year ordeal. Did the NFL probably want him out a whole year? Yes. Deshaun Watson's camp wanted five games. At least that's why that five-game number came out. That's why the league information, the league wanted him gone for 17. What do you know? What's right in between the middle of 17 and five? Ten and a half. Eleven. Eleven. Eleven and a half. Whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. Wow. What do you know? 11 games. Could the fine have been more? Yeah. The Browns are the one that were able to finagle that with the salary construct. So, again, look, Watson wormhole, you can dive down if you want. It's one of these things that it should be more. He's going to get booed. He's going to be hated his whole career. Hated his whole career. Michael Vick? Michael Vick lost what? Two years worth of games? Almost three? What he did? He went to prison? Yeah. Look what Michael Vick got. Well, Michael Vick went to jail, lost time, then he got suspended. Yeah, you bet he did. But you, you know, what do you what do you want? You want a slope? Like you get nine games for this, you get six games for this. You get I know they have that in some instances, but you know, an accusation as opposed to twenty four accusations. Should each of them carry? Should you be banned for lifetime? See, it's too much going on, and that's just it. You can't get too close to this stuff. You have to. It's tough to be impartial with it as well. But I think eleven games, it fits. The money that he lost, does it fit? No, it doesn't. He could have taken away $30 million and it wouldn't have fit. It's like the people that hate Michael Vick for abusing and killing dogs. No matter what he does, you're never going to forgive him. And I get that. I understand that. And same thing here. Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram. Hit us up, follow, share, like if you haven't done so yet. Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports YouTube channel, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.